It's your girl, Kenya She, CEO and founder of Kenya Write For Me. I handle all things writing, and you are now tuned in to the PB and Style Podcast, hosted by the queen of marketing, Miss Andrea Patrick. It is a blessing to be on this show. I'm so excited to talk about my journey to entrepreneurship. God has been good to me. Be sure to follow me on social media at Kenya Write For Me, and you are now listening to the PB and Style Podcast. Welcome to PB and Style, the perfect podcast sandwich where host Andrea Patrick empowers, educates, and encourages you to find your inner influencer and personify their brand. She'll have you tapping into your authentic authority and engaging in a real way. Remember, leadership is a journey, not a destination. Enjoy today's dish. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to PD and Style. I'm your host, Andrea Patrick, and I am so excited to have with us today Miss Kenya Sheets. Kenya is someone that I met. I know, guys, we've talked about this in the past. We talk about, you know, being in relationship with people and, and talking to people online. This is yet another example of you know, a, an online connection, and I'm so excited to have her. She's a content writer. And she is going to share her amazing story with us a little bit later. But for now, we kind of want to get to know her. We want to welcome her to PB and Style. So welcome, Miss Kenya. Well, hello, Miss Andrea. How are you today? I'm lovely, lovely. Before we started, guys, I was telling her that my daughter um, had to take pictures today on the swim team for the swim team. And so I've been up, you know, trying to prepare for that. Not quite as early as normal, but um, it was still like a, a busy, busy morning. But we are so excited to have um, Kenya with us today, and we're going to dive right in because, um, as you guys know, I really want everybody to understand the value of personifying your brand, especially when it comes to working with um, content writers, web developers, um, graphic designers. It's so important for you to truly understand what it is you're trying to say in your message and the style in which you want to say it because it just makes their jobs so much easier. Is that right, Kenya? Yes, correct. Because it makes her job so much easier. And so Kenya's going to share with us. We've got a few questions for her today. Um, just sort of some of her tips and tricks from a content writer's perspective. Um, and then we're going to get into her style and how she operates and how she came to be this uh, content writer with her company. But Kenya, let's go through your bio real quick because I want everybody to sort of know who you are and kind of how you um uh, how you came to be on the podcast today. But, guys, Kenya is uh, an awesome owner, writer, and designer, and she has a company called Kenya Writes for Me. Um, she's a natural-born writer, and she believes that writing is a freeway to self-expression, and it's also her therapy. She's also found a way to dress up her gift to present it to those individuals and organizations and companies who need it, and that's so important. Um, that means that she's able to sort of do what you need her to do in your voice, and that's an awesome accomplishment. She's worked with corporate companies, and she's had the opportunity to work side-by-side side with corporate and district officials, and that helped her to sharpen her professional skills. And she believes that God has equipped her to offer her services to creatives and entrepreneurs alike, and they greatly appreciate her services. She was able to leave her nine to five, but she did that because she discovered her purpose, and she found that Kenya Writes for Me is what she wants to do with her life and her time, and that is amazing for all of us who need content writers. Um, so we just want to give her a round of applause for being on the show. Thank you again, Kenya. Yay. 
Let me ask you, uh, start off by asking you some questions that really dive into the heart of just kind of this whole content writing thing. And um, I know as someone who I write my own content and it is, it's, oh, I, <laughs> that's all I can say, guys. I understand. Uh, Lord, have mercy on my soul. But <laughs> when it comes to um, your content, I, I think I understand this, but I want our listeners to understand this. How important is it for you to understand your writing style? It is very important. It is imperative. I think what has helped me to understand my writing style is to understand who I am. Mm. And my style comes from what it is that I have experienced. So that also now helps with the tone because I like to say that I am a gospel writer. I love to encourage and uplift people. So my style comes from who I am and what I believe. And then my audience, I am connected with those who are, you know, are, are visionaries, you know, believers and dreamers as well. So it's like a, a style where it's real transparent, it's authentic. Like when you read my writing, you can hear my voice. And that's how I want it to be. I want it to be able to say, this girl is real. You know, she's not sugarcoating anything. She is, you know, being straightforward, and she's telling me my life. You know, it and sounds, I was, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. It just, it just. I mean, it just sounds like to me. I mean, and we've talked about this over and again on this podcast. But you know, when you talk about, you know knowing who you are, and I say this all the time, you have to live your value and love yourself enough to be yourself and lead mm -hmm. with intention and purpose. And when I say that, it really speaks to your point because when you said you have to know who you are because that regulates your tone, that mm -hmm. is key because, like you said, when people read your writing, they want to know that it's really Kenya talking and that, mm -hmm. that, that it's authentic and they can trust it. And that's why it's so important it sounds, just from what you're saying, um, that that you really understand who you are. So when you're working with people and you have to get their tone, you know, you have to understand them, how does that work? I mean, do you do any um, – do you have some sort of a questionnaire or do you just kind of have phone conversations? Because isn't it important for you to, you know, really tap into who they are so that you can get their tone right when you're writing for them? Well, the great thing about social media is, okay, is that I'm connected with all my customers, praise God. So um, with that being said, I now evaluate or I learn my customers or my clients by just by what they associate themselves with on social media, you know, or how they express themselves, you know. Um, also, I hold uh, business assessment calls. So that's like a general briefing, and it's more so of a I don't I don't really have questions. I just know how to get to know people. That's one thing about sales is rapport, is relationship, and I've always been comfortable enough to ask people how they're doing. So it's more so of me, you know, talking to them frequently, seeing what they share, you know, what, what interests them, you know, what is it that they're posting, and, you know, just – even some days, not daily, but, you know, every other day kind of follow-up kind of thing. And I pay attention to the verbiage. I pay attention to the mm -hmm. word choice. And, you know, I also pay attention to how urgent 
their their need of me helping them is. I have one customer that's very consistent. It's like, hey, check out this. Or, you know, he's letting me know how to get familiar with him, which I absolutely appreciate as well because then it takes, like, a little weight off my shoulder. Right. But I I get that he's serious. Not saying no one else is serious, but, again, he has taken initiative to say, hey, this is what I like. This is what interests me. Hey, this is someone writing about me. So even reading his testimonials also gives me an idea of who this guy is. You know, like he's very passionate about his work and people love him. People gravitate him. So I could say he has, you know, people skills. He's down to earth. You know, he... He and that's important. You you're bringing up another another point that I try to get across. And guys, this is really just conversation. I mean, this was not. She didn't expect us that particular question because I didn't have it written down. But hey, check this out. So, I used to do some work for the Gaylord, uh, uh, which is a big hotel. They have one in Maryland. They have one um, in Tennessee. They have one here in Dallas, um, and they have one somewhere in uh, Florida. But anyway, I did some styling for them, and I sat down with their marketing, uh, head of marketing, and I asked her specifically about um, personal branding. And the thing that really ties into what you're saying is that when she hired me for the job and when she hires people for jobs, she says that she checks out their social media mm-hmm. she said because she wants to make sure that who they say they are is actually who they are. And the best way for her to do that is to check out and see what do they talk about when they think no one's looking and when they think it doesn't matter in the decision. And mm-hmm. I think that goes to your point in identifying your customer's tone because um, we really need to make sure that we're being authentic there as well. And we are cognizant of the fact that people are paying attention to what we say and do on social media in a way that um, that makes this, that help, help people make decisions. And again, if you are a service-based person, if you're the content writer, if you're the web developer, if you're um, the social media marketer, you know, if you're the graphic designer, and that is another way that people are picking up on who you truly are. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that was just a, another great point. Girl, you on fire today. You've got the tone. you got the social media. Um, just making all kinds of points for me. I'm so appreciative. <laughs> so yes. when you are looking to hire someone, let's say our listeners are um, thinking of hiring someone, a content writer for them, for themselves and for their business, what should they be looking for in, in a good content writer? Okay, so actually I might be giving away my marketing strategy right now. <laughs> but um, with me, you know, as Kenya write for me, I understand that I am my brand, which means that from here on out, regardless if it's my personal social media page or my business social media page, anything I write is a reflection of who I am. So how I write, and what I write on social media is always for purpose because someone might say, hey, I might need you to write some inspirational quotes for my book. Hey, I like how you gave me tips about entrepreneurship. Can you do more of those? Like I talk or I give a array of what my interests are in mm-hmm. how I just brand myself as Kenya Sheets. Mm-hmm. And I always tag my business because if you want more, this is where you can really do business at. But mm-hmm. To see me or to get to familiar with who I am as a person, it will have to be social media because I this is going to might be one of the main things that I'm going to bring up today is because it has basically changed my life and my business. 
And so you're saying I, that for someone who's looking to hire a content writer, it is a good idea to look at their social media and see yes. how they write for themselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, because that is that is how I'm going to, you know, write for you, of course, in a more professional you know, standpoint because now I'm getting paid to do it and <laughs> because you're, you know, you are ask, asking for something specifically, but it's also to just give them an idea that I like her style of writing. I like her voice. You know, I like her tone just when she's saying a good morning, you get what I'm saying, or how, what picture she uses, or, you know, I know how to engage because I know how to be the boss and the in, in the audience, you know, so it's like, when I go to people like your page, for example, Andrea, you give me still an idea of who you are as a businesswoman. You don't just say this is your personal page, this is my business page, and you are like loving hip-hop on your personal, but you know what I'm saying, you're real housewoman of Atlanta on your business page. So it's always consistent, and that's what I try to do is stay consistent when, you know, with all messages across my platforms and also because I am my brand. I love it, guys. She is saying, again, I just came with you. Okay. So what what excites me is the fact that she's saying, like, everything she's saying is ringing true. First of all, she talked about she wants people to like, she wants her customers to like her voice. And I've said that over and over again. We have to be a big fish in a small pond. And what that means is we have to niche ourselves to the point that we are connecting with people who truly like it the way we're giving it. And when we do that, what happens is you don't have any competition because there is mm-hmm. not another Kenya sheep. There's not another one. Mm-hmm. So if someone is connecting with you based on who you are and the way you're giving them the information and the fact that they like the way you're giving it to them and they connect with that, who else can compete with that? Nobody, because you're the only one. The Mm. other thing you said that I love is that you talked about consistency. Absolutely. You have to be consistent across all your platforms, across all your content, because people look for that familiarity and they connect with it. And so, again, guys, she's just really – sharing with you the gospel of just how, like, what brand personification can do for you because that's what it does. It allows you to be consistent and it allows you to speak in your own voice and connect Mm -hmm. with those people who really like it the way you're giving it. And you just do not have competition when you do that. It's just, it's just, so, girl, look, I wrote it all down. We talked about who you are, regulate your tone. You talked about social media. Um, and that's where people can go to discover whether or not that's someone that they want to work with, but it's also kind of how you identify that person and that level of consistency and whether or not you like their tone. So, I mean, you've really hit every every single ball out of the park as far as I'm concerned with these answers because it really Praise does God. speak to the – it does. It just really speaks to the entire point and value of brand personification, and it doesn't matter – you know, how many numbers you have on your social media platform, how many people mm-hmm. you are following you, because it's about the quality of people. And if yes. those people are there because they really, really like it the way you're giving it, then, you know, it's just going to catapult your business to where you want it to be. Um, and, again, when working with people like you, content writers, it's just really helpful for you um, if they're consistent and if they're mm-hmm. really saying it the way they mean it because it helps you write for them when they mm-hmm. hire you. Yes. So um, what are three to five tips you can give to our listeners to improve their own content? Okay, so to better improve your content would be, 
first is they need to know who their audience. You need mm-hmm. to know who your audience is to write. You need to know who what they like. You need to know what interests them. You have to do your background research on your audience. That's what these marketing people are doing in metrics and analytics is who are their customers? Who are your customers? So that's the first thing. Um, the second thing is what is it that you really like to write about that your customers like to write about? Because at this point, I have the skill to know how to write for them, but they might want me to write as a technical writer. You know what I'm saying? Who is your audience and what do you like to write about? And then also, I guess, basically train yourself on how to write in different voices. You, For me to say that I am Kenya Write for me and I handle all things writing, somebody might ask me to write a grant. I'm not going to sit up there and say I don't know how to write a grant. It's nothing but a voice. It's still writing. It's just a voice. And if I need to learn how to just write about asking for money, which I'm already doing, but in a more another kind of way, you know what I'm saying? And that, you know, is going to help me bring revenue that I need to educate myself. Mm-hmm. And then um, educate myself on writing, period. Um, one thing that I did was I downloaded this app called Grammarly. So it's Grammar with the L-Y at the end, Grammarly.com, and you can install this extension. And it goes with Google Chrome. It just gives you all this, you know, it's Grammarly. Anything with punctuation and grammar, as you type, as you write on anything of social media, and that's one thing, I sorry about this, but even with social media, I see a lot of people that still don't write proper grammar. Yeah, they they write the way they speak. They write the way that they speak. I see it a lot. I see Mm -hmm. people, you know, use, like, instead of putting the comma behind the word, they put a space. So it's like always the comma or the periods are in the middle of the sentences. And it's like, mm. it might be cute, but it's not professional. Right. It's not proper punctuation. It's, so it's it not sounds proper. Like, exactly. exactly. So you got these. So you're right. I, I agree with all these. So, guys, what she's saying is to improve your content. If you, like, let's say just for whatever reason, you know, budget doesn't allow you to hire someone, but you really want to improve the way you write your content. She's given us four great tips. The number one is you need to understand who your audience is. Um, really study them and know who they are and you because you have to build a relationship with them. And then mm-hmm. the next thing you said was that um, you want to know what you're writing about. With that said, you need to have that level of passion for what you do and that level of authority in what you're teaching and sharing and, and selling um, because sometimes it is difficult for it to come across in um, your content if it's a difficult subject, if it's a uh, really abstract way of thinking of something, which what I do is. Um, then the third thing that you talked about was study your own tone mm-hmm. and your own voice. You need to understand it. You need to understand, I'm a storyteller. Mm-hmm. I'm a talker and I'm a storyteller. I know it. And the way I educate is through stories. So like you said, you have to study and understand your own tone. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, you talked about your writing techniques. And guys, this is important because not just... Um, to know that you're a storyteller or that you are, you know, you are the educator or all the different types of, of uh, writing styles. But can you put your can you put your period in the right place? So <laughs> use a comma. Do you know mm-hmm. what a semicolon looks like? I mean, yes. it's important because people like again, we talked about earlier, people are looking. Mm-hmm. She's right. I mean, 
No, you're absolutely right. Kenya, it's important to know all these things. Thank you so much <laughs> you're for welcome. tips. Um, so let's kind of go into some more. So we talked about this a little bit, but how important do you think it is for people to just be authentic in their content writing? So authentic. Authentic Authenticity is imperative because, like you said, there is no competition at this point because I write the way that I write. It's unique. It doesn't sound like anyone else. It's my way. The things that I go through, I don't understand how it works, but whatever I grow, go through, the, the tone of my voice just increases. It enhances. It, it sharpens. At that, point, at that point, I'm writing with a purpose, you mm-hmm. know, and you don't know what that pain that caused that purpose, but I know that you know, it's what a purpose at this point because I've been through some things and now that whatever I'm about to write about is about to encourage someone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever I'm about to write about is about to influence someone or give direction and and it's all for the greater good. So that also helps me stand out because it's so many people writing in the, in, in the same voice that when I write in an authentic voice, I am actually going to be the one that stands out. It sounds like you said something a second ago that I I just feel extreme. I just feel really strongly about, and I I want to kind of push that point a little bit more. But you talked about um, you are coming at it from your own experience and it being authentic, and your voice. Uh, nobody knows where that pain came from, or where that experience came from, or or why that passion is there. And and, and I spoke a while back on uh, one of my Facebook lives, and I talked about um, how a pearl is formed and why it's important for us to really listen to other people's perspectives. And I think that kind of is going to go to your point. But basically what I was saying was the way a pearl is formed, the muscle gets an irritant, um, some sort of a parasite in it, and it irritates the pearl. It irritates the muscle, and the muscle just continues to coat this parasite and coat it and coat it and coat it. And it turns into this beautiful pearl that everybody mm-hmm. spends tons and tons of money on. And my point with that story is that you don't know from what perspective someone else's story or content is coming from. So even though you are telling the same, let's say you are at an event and you are uh, covering a very similar story, your perspective on that story based on uh, your experiences, you know, you add that formula together and your content can be so different from other Mm -hmm. people's content that even though it seems like you're writing about the same thing, the perspective you take on it can be so different. Mm -hmm. And it's important for us to understand, I believe, just based on what you said in that, the point that I'm trying to make from what you talked about, the perspective from which someone shares their content, it might be that you're saying the exact same thing somebody else is saying in terms of the industry, like marketing. There are tons of marketers. So Mm -hmm. me telling you that you need to be yourself is, is, is everybody's telling you that, you know, you know, me telling you that you need to understand your customer, everybody's telling you that. Mm-hmm. But the perspective from which I take my brand personification comes from somewhere that I've experienced. It's my yes. parasite, and I've coded it and coded it and coded it, and I have this pearl, and yes. my pearl is unique to me. And like what you're saying, um, the authenticity piece is like that pearl to me. Yes. Yes. What, what I hear is that you really need to understand your own value and be authentic to that because your perspective on the things you teach and sell and the people you service 
are going to come from an authentic place and people will, you know, people sell pearls all over the world, right? So, you know, everybody's got their own pearl and it's important for us to uh, understand that about ourselves. And I think that helps. That's what you said just just so true. I'm glad that you said that because it's like I can still go to these same events and I can write the articles, but if you do read mine, you ask yourself, I was at the same event, and I didn't get that, you know what I'm saying, because that is is the goal. Like, that is the competition. Like, that is what makes me authentic is that I can go to the same event as you and have a total different experience. And the people who like it the way you're giving it are going to be the ones that connect with your story. That's why you don't have competition. (laughs) Exactly. It's all about freedom. (laughs) Yeah, I wish people – I want people to get that. I mean, it's – it's a hard thing to grasp, I think, for some people because I think we are all, a lot of us, I'll say, because I'm not lumping myself in with the, that, but there are a lot of entrepreneurs, small business owners who are trying to model someone else's um, uh, mm-hmm. business model. And mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with seeing someone else's business model and wanting to have that same level of success. But what I find people don't get is that that level of success is not going to come because you are copying what someone else is doing. Exactly. Because that person is being authentic, and that's why they were successful, because people like their authenticity. Mm-hmm. But um, it's important for us to understand that we have our own value and mm-hmm. that the way, our, the way we coded our pearl is what is going to make us stand out. And if we would embrace it, instead of fighting against it so that we could be like somebody else because we think people aren't going to like what we have, um, that I think that comes because we're trying to appeal to the masses, and we, yes. can, we can't. Don't lean so much to the ones that don't like you. Lean to the ones that do. Exactly. Even if it's a few, just lean on it to that because, you know, a positive, you know, is better than a negative. Another thing is trying to find validation from other people and not believing in yourself and what Mm. it is that you're doing. Like my three C's are courage, confidence, and consistency. And that has gotten me where I am today is because I'm strong, I'm smart, and I'm bold. I am courageous. I am, you know, confident. Like I, I I am confident because at this point it's like the other, you know, the opinions of others don't matter, you know, because everyone is a critic. But where is your work? How mm-hmm. much time have you spent? You know, how many doors have slammed in your face? And at that point, that's not my business to say that you're good at what you do or not. So I have to be confident regardless. And then consistency is the key. It's to keep going like Nike. Just mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's what you do. You said that those three C's. Guys, the first two, courage and confidence, that comes from you understanding your value. That's where that comes from because when you know that you know, that you know that you know, (laughs) you are good at what you are doing Mm -hmm. and you recognize that there's value somewhere for what you have to offer, you have courage to go out and sell it and share it. Mm -hmm. And you have the confidence to step into it and own it as as your own, and um, from that, you're able to be consistent 
in what it is you're doing, in your social media, in your content, in your conversations, mm-hmm. in your collaborations. Mm-hmm. You can be consistent because you are from the depths of your soul, from the bottom of your feet to the top of your head, yes. you are fully engrossed in your value and you can walk in it and be consistent. And when you do it from a brand personification standpoint, it oozes out. It's just, it's just, it oozes out. You, you don't have to think about it. You don't have to um, conjure up content. It, you always have something to talk about. It's mm-hmm. just, a, it's something that is just bubbling inside of you that you cannot wait to share with somebody. Um, and so, I love your three C's, Kenya. They're awesome. Thank um, you, guys. <laughs> I hope you guys write that down because it's important to understand. You know, you the courage. You know, we all have fear. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, you learn this as you, you know, when you grow in your business and you start out and you're all excited about it. It's like, oh, yeah, I got this business idea. I'm going to do it. And I know everybody needs it. But, honey, the world will smack you around. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you have friends and family who will, girl, that's not going to, you, you need to go on and get a job. or mm-hmm. you know, That's a great hobby, but how are you going to make your money? I mean, you have mm-hmm. these things. They are going to rear their ugly head. It's just inevitable. But. When you can push past that fear and say, you know what, I'm going to step out on faith and I'm going to do this anyway. I'm just Mm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep putting one foot in front of the other towards my goal, and you have the courage to do that. That is going to continue to build your confidence because, like you said, people start to come to you. People Mm -hmm. start to ask you questions. People start to want to know your opinion on things, and Mm -hmm. you start to feel that people outside of those naysayers are taking you seriously and then you can have uh, the consistency you want. Mm-hmm. You'll be more, you know, you'll be more excited about it. So, guys, um, girl, we could go on and on. I told you, like conversations <laughs> just happen, and next thing you know, it's be thirty minutes in. I, I yes. told her, guys, before we got started, that this, you know, conversations. I'm, I try to do thirty minutes. I do. I try really, really hard. <laughs> just doesn't work out. But so we're gonna take a quick break, and then Kenya has got. An amazing story to share with you. We just we kind of went through the personal branding and the brand personification things with her with content writing, and she gave us some great great pearls um, that I have uh, um, reviewed for you down at the bottom. I've kind of capped recapped for you down at the bottom of the podcast on the page. Um, but when we come back, uh, King's going to share with us her story and sort of her transformation and how she came to be um, the owner of uh, Kenya Writes for Me. We're going to hear that story when we come back. So we'll be back in just a minute. Are you ready to live your value, love yourself enough to be yourself, and lead with intention and purpose? If so, you should definitely consider attending the Live, Love, Lead Conference. Coming to a city near you, you will hear from experts in various industries and how they have personified their brand and can show you how to do better business. Visit www.andreapatrick.com forward slash live love lead conference for a city near you. All right, Kenya, we are back. Everybody, we are here just in case you're coming in in the last few little minutes. Um, or you walked away and you came back, we're here with Kenya Sheets. Kenya is the owner of Kenya Writes for Me, and we have been talking about content writing and how to write better content for yourself and how to work with a content writer. We've kind of gone through all of that as you begin to uh, personify your brand and really walk and own your value um, and um, 
love yourself enough to be yourself. But now, Kenya's going to share with us some of her stuff, the style piece of it. And I've said before, guys, this is not style in that, you know, what she's wearing today. Of course, I'm sure she's cute. Um, but what I'm talking about is her way of doing things and how she came to have that way of doing things and what got her to this point. And so Kenya, when we first spoke, had an amazing story. And I just remember telling her, you know what, that's, that's what I want you to talk about because I think everybody <laughs> needs to hear this story. And so that's kind of what we're going to talk about. Um, Kenya, before we get there, though, I want to ask you just a couple questions because I know once we get to that, I'm just going to let you go with that story. Um, but before we do, I want you to tell us, um, our listeners, a little bit about your business and um, sort of who your ideal clients are. All right. So, hey, guys. Uh, yeah, about Kenya Write for Me. It is a writing solutions company that cultivates writing styles into integrated documents, graphic designs, marketing slash branding strategies, and engaging content to enhance online businesses' visibility, reputation, and social media presence. So with all of that being said, because I um, wear a lot of hats and because I love writing, I have integrated my hats and my writing together. So with that, it's like, you know, documents as in resumes, you know, bios, press releases, newsletters, email marketing, like those things that an admin would supply or a communication specialist would provide is what I do with the more writing side. So when it comes to my um, marketing strategy and brand strategies is that I have to write <laughs> or type those up anyway and it's still my style you know so mm -hmm. it's me continuing to integrate my style with how I would you know do with you know with my style with marketing and branding and then when it comes to the content we just you know briefly already spoke about that and then my designs you know my designs I generically you know design it took me so long to get to the blank the blank canvas but I'm Gracious of that, and you know, I interpret again my own style, my own my own feel of designs, and then I like to you know use my own messages or you know different people or interviews that I have watched. I would like to interpret those you know sayings or those quotes or anything that just has words on top of my designs. So that's you know about my business or just I do web design too. You know, like I went to school for journalism. However, mass media itself is so broad that I think I would be at my best if I knew how to have more than just one skill. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that helps me to not be in a box because I don't, my God. Who, is, are, your, who you know, are your ideal clients? So my clients are small businesses and startups with mm -hmm. entrepreneurship. Um, awesome. awesome. Online businesses particularly, specifically, because, you know, everybody can walk into an establishment and look like they are, you know, from, you know, establishment in, uh, what I like to say, in Buckhead, right? But then it's like, how does your how does your online business look? Does it look like Buckhead or Bankhead? Like, I want to be able to supply the tools or the marketing materials that it is that you need to help your online business be attractive, for it to be consistent so for it to be relevant and have a good reputation like I'll create those materials with you know with my expertise 
Okay. And remember, guys, from before the commercial break, she told us that she really understands your voice and learns about you so that she can kind of help you with your tonality and your writing style. But she, she'll she sort of do a little research, a little recon on your social <laughs> media. So make sure yes. you get that right. Um, tell us a little bit about, um, this is kind of where I want you to get into your story because I was really excited to hear about it. And I just feel like it's, it's, it's going to be such an encouraging and inspirational story to others uh, who may be um, looking to, you know, grow their businesses or, or, or to start a business. Um, so tell us a little bit about those defining moments in your life that triggered your entrepreneurial spirit. Just give us that, that awesome story you share, you share with me. Okay, so, Andrea, like I told you, <laughs> just a little bit what I didn't tell you, and I'm going to make that real brief. In eighth grade, I did uh, Cooper News. And um, I was the anchor or the producer. <laughs> so you director. got the bug early is what you're saying. <laughs> yes, and that was eighth grade. And then high school, I took uh, broadcasting level one through five. So oh. I was already in media. At that time, I wasn't behind the camera. I was more so behind the scenes or video editing or going around the school interviewing people. Like, y'all get to always be out of class. That's how people looked at us, but we were always getting <laughs> stories. And that was just who I was. I always took pictures you know, all that kind of stuff. My first job was at Kodak, believe it or not. Wow. So um, <laughs> I went to Alabama State my freshman year. I got to work at their radio uh, station, WVAS. And then I realized you don't leave Atlanta to go to Alabama. You leave Al- uh, Alabama to go to Atlanta. So I transferred to Clark Atlanta, <laughs> which I got my degree in journalism in 2014. But as a student at Clark Atlanta, I was an intern for three different magazine publications, uh, Fame Magazine, Fredio, and Control. Uh, Fame no longer is an actual publication, but Fredio and Control are real big here in Atlanta today. And um with fame being my first gig, you know, it was absolutely amazing. Once I seen my name on an article, I think I wrote about uh, Angela Simmons, Russell Simmons' daughter. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, Rev Run's daughter. Sorry. That's her uncle. Russell Simmons her uncle. But I wrote about <laughs> Angela Simmons and her fashion. And I remember when I seen my article on rotation on the website, it's like, ooh, can you buy Kenya sheets? You know, and it was amazing to me. And I kept writing. I was one of the top writers. I was the media correspondent doing different red carpets and events around Atlanta by myself, you know, uh, just writing, capturing stories and all of that. So my junior and my senior year in college is when I had to write a, um, a eight-page and a 16-page magazine publication by the name of Writing for BJ. And, I mean, My, my Way Magazine, Writing for BJ. And, again, my professor gave me plenty of uh, rules and regulations, but I did my magazine my way. I guess that speaks for itself, and I got a good grade on it. And um, <laughs> it was, you know, it was pretty cool. And then uh, my senior years, when I a uh, close friend of me died, he uh, was shot and killed at a off-campus block party at Tuskegee University in 2013. His name was BJ. We had been friends since our freshman year of high school. So my junior year in high school was uh, definitely a struggle because that was my first time leaving somebody, not even first time losing a friend. But just previously before that, I lost my grandmother, and then I lost another friend to suicide. So my life was a lot in that time. But but when I wrote my uh, Value magazine, My Way magazine, Volume 2, Writing for BJ, it had purpose. And I made sure that, what you know, the stories that I was writing about reflected, you know, what I had 
experienced or I just wanted to bring the positive news because of what I was already feeling on the inside. I learned how to turn a negative into a positive. Mm. So once I graduated from college, I launched my own, you know, I what was my college project now became my reality, which was writing for uh, writing for BJ, My Way Magazine, writing for BJ. And um, in the beginning, I started, you know, publishing my own articles. But then I was like, yo, I need help. I started uh, recruiting people through social media, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And I was bringing on at least a good 12 to 13 interns, non-paid, writing articles, you know, for my publication for like three uh, three quarters. And my last quarter was writing for BJ, and it was an all-girls. It just happened to be like that, all-girls internship, and they have amazing testimonies. Um, one girl got to actually interview Tyler Perry's uh, and owns Love Thy Neighbor cast, and mm-hmm. that was pretty dope. And so I was, you know, using the connections that I had gotten as an intern in high, in college, you know, kept those relationships going to be able to give my interns now access to what I wanted them to understand and learn how to do was write, write in their mm-hmm. own tone, write in their own voice, write for BJ, write for Kiana, have write, you know, write with a purpose, have purpose when you're writing, you know, be, be an influence to your, to your friends, like speak on the behalf of your peers because mm-hmm. they need you. They, you have what I can't say because I'm not there. I don't go to Georgia state. So you can be a voice for Georgia state. I don't go mm-hmm. to Savannah state. You will have a voice at Savannah state, you know, bring people. This is a platform is my way, but it's now your way. You know, this is your, you know, as, as my writers and interns, this was their platform. And mm-hmm. today I have like 500 articles written by high school to college students. And during that time I was still working at corporate America and I was saying that God knew what he was doing because at that time I was I was a temp. Mm. You know, I would always get a temporary position. I would never actually be hired on. And I used to go around and I used to tell people, I'm a temp for a reason. I got this whole business. You know, I got my own magazine. You know, and at first, you know, people's like, oh, this girl, she's, she's new. You know what I'm saying? She has the entrepreneur spirit. But, you know, <laughs> if that was your business, you wouldn't be here. So... I, but then I looked at it like, okay, well, if I need to be a boss, then I need to be surrounded by bosses. So a lot of my positions became to be, you know, I was a senior admin or I was an admin at one point and I ended up getting shipped to corporate. So now I'm working with directors and vice presidents of a global enterprise to having the choice to leave district, I mean, to leave corporate to go back to district while I was working with more supervisors, you know, and at that at that point, I was a senior admin, and I'm doing, you know, I'm a self-starter. I'm basically running their entire department, and I still have this dream on me on the inside that as a, as a college student, I was able to basically get a dose of my of my future, of my destiny. You know, it was because God had already shown me where I was going to be that I couldn't just settle for any kind of job because I was already qualified or equipped enough to be a boss. You know, I was already mm. a leader. I was already doing stuff for other people for free. I was editing articles every week for free, you know, or coaching and mentoring these students or these people for free because I loved it. And at that point where I was before I left corporate, I had just got out of a bad relationship. And it took for somebody to call me and say, you know, what you doing? I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm at work. And he's like, dang, you still at that job? And I was like, oh, I needed to hear that. Because it's like he didn't know 
exactly what my business was, but because he knew that I was passionate or that I had something other than where I was, he, you know, he reminded me that, you know, there is still something that you do like to do. You know, like it was like a birdie saying, like, remember the writing over here that you have neglected for so long? Do you even remember how to do that? I need you to, you know, I need you to get so uncomfortable so you can move. And wow. that's what I did. I was so uncomfortable that I had to move. And I didn't, again, I didn't get this vision of Kenya Wright for me until I left my job because God knew if I knew about it, I would still, I would then probably pick up more hours just trying to fund my business and I still wouldn't even have time to work on my business. At this point, you are chasing a dream that is, you know, on a road that's less travel. At this point, you know, you got to know what it is to have humility, to know what it is to go without. So when God blesses me, I'm going to be able to appreciate it and I'm going to know where it came mm. from. When I do what I, what I love, what God has put in my heart to do, that is when I receive profit. So my purpose is to using my gifts. I didn't depend on no job. I, mm. didn't, I depended on my faith. And I depended on what I knew that I could do to earn that. Guys, sounds to me like <laughs> a story that has been told. You know, people are living this all the time. And it's about, to me, when I hear the story, the passion that comes from Kenya and how she, she started off in journalism early, eighth grade, you know, and it sort of fueled her passion and she took a journey. And then her life experiences taught her that she wanted to write with purpose and she didn't, and she wanted others to write with purpose. And um, that, again, fueled her passion and her passion continued on her journey and now she's able to make a living doing what she loves um, and sharing it with other people. And so when you discover that for yourself, there's a drive that keeps you going and you, you, it's not about stopping because you can't stop because it's in you, it, mm -hmm. you can't stop it. You know, the question becomes, do I continue it? as a hobby or do I continue it as a business? Do I continue to build a brand? Mm -hmm. And it's from that place that I believe this whole idea of brand personification comes because we have it. We have the passion. We've all been influenced in some way, in some shape or form, um, through either people in our lives, through experiences, and those influences have shaped our decisions to this point. And those decisions are um, the catalyst for our journey, our passion's journey towards its purpose. And when mm -hmm. we when we realize that, when we truly understand that, it allows us to be um, to be the brand. It allows us to live our value and love ourselves enough to be ourselves and lead with intention and purpose. And, I mean, I didn't mean for that to be a circle of life moment, but it was. I mean, I said that earlier. That's sort of mm -hmm. where this all comes from. It's about knowing yourself enough mm -hmm. to, to really tap into that thing, that passion, and then driving that passion towards our purpose. And Kenya has done an amazing job, and I want to thank you, Kenya, for sharing that story because someone listening to this podcast needed to hear it. Somebody needed to, <laughs> somebody thank you. Needed to hear that it, you know, it, it doesn't come overnight. It doesn't happen, um, you know, you wake up and boom, there it is. There are some hard things that happen in our lives, experiences that have to happen in order for us to get what we need to fuel us forward. And, you know, someone needed to hear that so that they could tap into that for themselves and make the most of it in a in a in a more positive way. But before I let you go, um, we're kind of towards the end. But I just wanted to know, what do you have coming up? Do you have anything 
um, that, that our readers should know about, but don't give us the good stuff because everybody knows that the good stuff happens in the kitchen. That's my kitchen, guys. That's my email list, if you didn't know. If you haven't been following our podcast um, in the past, uh, all of our guests give us some fun um, little tidbit, little pearl that we aren't sharing anywhere else, but in my kitchen, it's part of our secret sauce for our PBN style. And uh, But other than that, Kenya, what do you have coming up? Do you have any events that you have coming up? Do you have any courses that you're writing? Anything? Okay, well, actually, I do have a course. It's called Branding Blog, and that is where I help people learn about their brand, which is them, which is then going to transpire into a blog, which they are going to be able to brand their blog because they are their brand, and they will learn, you know, how to write content and how to, you know, share their interest in a, in, you know, in a more engaging way with their audience. So that's awesome. I've, um, that will actually be launched at the end of October because I'm creating all of the documents, but I do have Ooh. the plan and some stuff created already, but it's called the Branding Blog, and it's where personality meets creativity. So I'm excited. Yes, I'm excited about that. And then I, I'm also um, a host at this event called uh, Queens and Kings Still Standing End of the Year Testimony. So I will be hosting that. Mm. And that's presented by uh, Bella Femme Empowerment, which is an um, organization that is geared to, you know, uplifting women who has ever, self, you know, suffer from, you know, anxiety or depression and just knowing how to, you know, do basically what I'm doing. I, you know, I suffer from anxiety and depression, but being able to just get through that, you know, get through those hard times or how to quiet your mind and still, you know, believe and have faith and continue to, you know, chase your dreams. So Is that going to be in excited. Atlanta? It kicks off at um, Warner Robins, actually, December 12th. I mean, I'm sorry, December 9th, and it's from 4 to 8. Okay, and, um, we'll have all that. We'll put that up. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, I'm sure you good. have that listed somewhere. So, guys, you, we'll have all of Kenya's social media handles, uh, and you'll be able to follow that uh, and find her wherever she is because, obviously, she has a ton to share and give. Um, and then, again, make sure that you um, – go ahead and subscribe to the PBN Style Kitchen um, so that you get all the juiciness that she's having, that she's going to offer. Because um, who knows? I'm not going to tell you what's going to be in the kitchen, but suffice <laughs> it to say, if you want to get some of Kenya's goodness, you should definitely check it out because PBN yes. Style gives some of the scoop. So, all right, Kenya, I just want to thank you again for being on the podcast today. Really appreciate all of the um, value you added and the tips and tricks that you gave. And I feel like there's someone listening who is going to be able to take that information, run with it, and just be all the more successful in their endeavors. And so for that, we are very appreciative. Don't forget to join Andrea over on our website where all the deliciousness really happens at andreapatrick.com. You can also find her on Facebook at AF Patrick Consult, Twitter at Andrea F. Patrick, LinkedIn at AF Patrick, and Instagram at AF Patrick. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.